Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Parker Stevenson, who is the co-owner and chief business officer of Evolve Finance. So a little bit about Parker. So Evolve Finance is a bookkeeping agency that specializes in helping online entrepreneurs to build more profitable and financially stable online businesses. For over six years, Parker has been advising some of the top coaches, course creators, influencers, and thought leaders on how to make a more sound business decision using their financial data. And fun fact, before joining Evolve Finance, Parker spent five years at Adidas America, where he became the U.S. project manager for a, five, for a $50 million a year product, product category. Parker, welcome to the show. Jen, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you because uh, I think nowadays there are more and more uh, entrepreneurs just wanting to build their business online. Um, You've been in this industry or you've been helping out these entrepreneurs for the last six years. Tell me a little bit about how that journey has been like for you to help these entrepreneurs and if the trends have changed in the last six years. Yeah, it's been wild when I, I mean, I left the corporate world at Adidas, you know, that was kind of, I looked at Adidas as sort of my, like my MBA. Like I was a musician, worked for small consulting companies while I was a musician. So getting into, you know, a, a global company like Adidas or Adidas, as my European friends would say, <laughs> and um, to, to then jump into the online space after looking at like a global business that was doing billions of dollars, mm. it was a bit of a culture shock trying to go, what the heck are these online businesses doing? And especially right. because we have insights into the finances mm. of these businesses. Because my business partner, Corey, founded Evolve Finance back in 2010. We had been talking about getting me involved in the business. I thought I could help. He thought mm-hmm. I could too. And I finally made the, the jump. And then I go, whoa, like, I don't think I really understood what your clients were doing because I'm watching these people make amazing livings and making Mm. um, a lot of money doing stuff like having a smoothie blog or something, you know, these kinds of businesses that maybe we don't always think about, especially six years ago, people weren't thinking about uh, quite as much. But I think this year, especially Um, I think over the last six years, we've seen people understand like what an online course is, what Mm -hmm. membership sites are, what coaching is. We're we're Mm -hmm. seeing that become a little more ubiquitous, but this year has definitely brought this type of business model to the forefront. So it's so, it's been so interesting to see even myself go, whoa, I didn't know this world existed to Mm -hmm. now seeing this world being exposed to a much larger audience because Mm -hmm. of how much we're at home, how much we're on the internet right now. Uh, It's really been a a really big evolution from like secret world no one knows about to now the whole world kind of seeing what an online business really is. 
Yeah, no, I think that's very fascinating that, you know, your background is in products. And when you transitioned to Evolve Finance, it sounds to me that you were working more with um, intangible products like services. And so I, you know, I think that uh, even six years ago, people wanted um, physical things, they want things they could touch. And so to sell people on the idea of building your business online is like, well, how does that look like? Like, I can't, I can't feel that, you know, and so it's really cool now with, um, you know, unfortunately, fortunately, you know, with current events and these interesting times that um, doing things online has really become more of a staple ever than before. It's created so much opportunity. And again, I know for a lot of people, you know, I always like to say this, um, you know, it's been hard for a lot of people. And if you've been in the retail space, if you've been in a job where you've been on the front lines or you've been in a job that's just been devastated by everything that's happened this year with COVID, mm-hmm. I get that. But I, I do think there's opportunity from this, which is we're seeing more people starting businesses at home. It, it's pushing people out of their comfort zones. It's creating new opportunities to work remotely for a lot of people who typically would have to go into an office. And again, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of made people rethink um, what it means to work, what it means to make a living. And I know for our clients, a lot of their businesses have grown. They've had more opportunity to hire people mm-hmm. um, simply because um, like you said, like I think six years ago when I started Evolve Finance, I was still getting comfortable putting my credit card information online with like right. Amazon, right? Right. Especially right. 2010 when my business partner started the business. I mean, people weren't really fully used to at a grand scale just putting your credit card information into a website and making a purchase. And now again, it's just so natural um, for a big portion of the population that again, I just feel like that comfort level of interacting, doing business with um in, in online platforms has just uh, expanded uh, much quicker than I ever would have imagined just within 2020 alone. Yeah, it, it actually reminds me of a client that I've had uh, for a long time now. And um, I, I used to live in the West Coast and I'm currently living in the East Coast. And um, this client would always uh, mail his check to me. And when I moved, <laughs> I said to him like, hey, can we switch to PayPal? But he was so like against it, you know, like even till this day, he's still mailing me a check. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, he still does it even with, even in these times with, you know, the post office being quite controversial. He's like, he still trusts the, you know, the post office system. And so it's just so fascinating to see. I mean, the good, the good news is that a lot of people are adapting to these times. It's becoming normal, you know, to put your credit card online, but there's definitely still that, you know, that old guard or traditional people who are like, nope, I trust, I trust the mailing system. I'm gonna mail it through the post office. <laughs> There will always be that one person that will just won't uh, catch up to the times, but I get it. I understand that. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, well, Parker, let's talk a little bit about uh, Evolve Finance. Um, if, if a client were to come to you today, what would, be, what would they be coming to you for? Yeah. So Evolve Finance, we're a bookkeeping agency specifically for online businesses. Um, I'll probably say online business about uh, 700 times in this, <laughs> this episode. Uh, but I always say that very specifically because most bookkeepers, they just serve any business that comes their way, mm. right? So you could have a bookkeeping agency or a bookkeeping freelancer or whoever who's going to take 
a law office, who's going to work with a real estate agent, who's going to work with a retail store or work with a dry cleaner, right? There's so many different types of businesses, but the financial setups of those businesses, the financial systems in those businesses, the sort of common accounting practices in those businesses can be very different. They can, mm-hmm. they can really um, fluctuate quite a bit in terms of what's needed to track the financial information in those businesses. So what we found is that a lot of people in the online space were working with these bookkeepers that, again, didn't really know anything about their business model, didn't specialize in the online space and was Mm -hmm. just doing the work wrong. Like just Mm. like straight up, not doing it properly. And it was, it was causing uh, some of these online business owners to be audited or to miss Mm. out on tax returns or just not gain the insights they needed into their businesses. Cause our financial data tells us so much about our businesses, but you need someone who understands your business to organize that data properly. So I, I definitely tip my hat to my business partner, Corey, who from the very start kind of built this niche in the Mm -hmm. online space, because again, so many of our clients are selling courses, coaching programs, membership sites, masterminds, they have podcasts, they Mm -hmm. have, again, very unique um, business models to the internet that you have to deal with. Like, well, how do you track the financial data in PayPal, in Stripe? How do you separate your revenue by using ThriveCard or SamCard or Infusionsoft or whatever it may be, right? Like there's all Mm -hmm. these kind of unique aspects to running an online business that we just made it our our goal to become experts at and to, to know better than any other bookkeeper out there. And that's really been um, what's allowed our, our business to grow so much over the, um, the past years, because I think we've just, our, our communications have spoke to such a clear audience that that audience goes, wow, I didn't even know a bookkeeping agency like this existed. I didn't mm-hmm. know I even needed someone who understood my business as much as you guys do. So um, that's really, has really been our jam is, is to separate ourselves by specializing in, the, in our clients' businesses and only working with online businesses. Um, but also there's been a little bit of a gap in terms of, um, I think the financial services industry in general, a lot of bookkeepers just kind of do the books and then they're done with it. Even if mm-hmm. they're doing it right, they just go, here's your reports, good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then even with accountants, even though we're not accountants, a lot of, I think, online business owners look to their accountants to get some advice about what the numbers are telling them. And a lot of accounts don't really want to do that or aren't really um, set up to be able to provide that guidance. So that extra piece we kind of do with our clients is we provide some education around their numbers. So it's not just, here's your reports, mm-hmm. good luck running your business. We have some things built into our service that allows our clients to get some support and get a better understanding of, well, what's going on financially with my business? Like how much should I be spending on team members? Am I spending too much money on ads? How profitable should my business be? These are the questions every, you know, every entrepreneur needs to be asking themselves that they need to understand about their business. But unless someone teaches you, you don't really know, you're not sure what other businesses are doing. You don't know how your business kind of um, ranks up against other people with similar business models. So that's where we've been kind of, we've been able to fill a need that's a little different than other Mm -hmm. bookkeeping services, but our clients have definitely responded really well to and really appreciate about our service. Yeah. You know, I think that um, as more people are entering the online space, um, and I really like that you guys specialize specifically in the online space because it is so very different. And even till this day, I'm still kind of understanding. It's like, how do I write off certain things? You know, it's like, what if I have mm-hmm. a virtual assistant that's outside of the country? How do I write that? You know, how do I write that person off? You know, and so just to have that education um, for them to know that because, you know, obviously we're 
uh, we, we're not in business unless we're here to make money. Like, yes, of course, there's the, the altruistic side of I want to serve. It's my responsibility. But, you know, you need to make a living, too. And part of that is knowing, like, how much you need to spend, um, how much you need to keep and et cetera. And I think I, I just think it's very fascinating that you you guys have specifically specialized in the online space because it is so different um, than brick and mortar businesses. I do want to kind of, uh, you know, since we're going to use online business uh, 700 times anyway, mm-hmm. let's let's kind of break that down a little bit, Parker. For people that are, let's say, hearing about online businesses for the first time, and this is really me asking you, how do you vet your clients? What do yeah. you define as an online business? Yeah. So for us, we look at online businesses as um, any business that's selling digital products Mm -hmm. or services in the online space where they really rely on um, their online presence to find their customers. Uh, They use a lot of software and online systems to serve their customers. Um, So again, we're, we're talking course, we work with a lot of course creators, um, a lot of coaches and consultants, um, we work with people who have membership sites, people that um, essentially anyone making money online that just doesn't have physical products. Now, mm. e-com, yes, e-com is, is an online business, but e-commerce is, um, it's a different beast. Again, I was selling $50 million a year in golf shoes. That was the product <laughs> ca- category I was managing in the US for Adidas. And mm. so I know how difficult it can be to deal with physical products and financially tracking that also gets more sophisticated. So that's kind of an expertise we haven't built because it's, it's mm. so much more complicated. So again, we decided to focus on the types of businesses that um, I think attract a type of person where, you know, a lot of our clients never really thought they'd be business owners. They were just really mm. good at doing something or found they were really good at marketing something online. And then all of a sudden they have the success and they're like, whoa, like, what do I do with my money? What, what are the rules to this game of entrepreneurship or being a business owner that I just don't know about? Like, right. Yeah. You only, you don't know what you don't know. So that's where for us, those, those types of online businesses where again, with, maybe you're an influencer, you're a podcaster, you're a YouTuber. Um, you know, you, you make your money from sponsorship deals from your social media, you're um, educating again, a lot of online educators. Um, we deal with some authors and bloggers, speakers who also are selling, essentially selling information. I mean, I'd say the biggest, mm. um, the biggest like unifying piece to all of our clients' businesses is they're in the business of education or sharing mm. information, uh, mm-hmm. whether they do it for free and get sponsorship deals, like maybe a podcast, or they're selling courses directly or coaching programs and education programs directly. And one way or another, they're kind of, they're, they're just in the business of information, which is kind of been the big realization. I think again, in 2020, mm-hmm. a lot of consumers didn't realize until they're like, oh, I got time. I guess I want to learn how to play piano. Oh, I didn't realize I could buy a piano course online or something (laughs) like that. Right. That's where I think a lot of uh, the country as a whole is kind of caught up to the idea of there's a bunch of really amazing ways to learn new skills um, online that I didn't realize. And that's where our clients have kind of been in that game for a really long time. They've been ahead of the curve. That's incredible. I'm curious to know uh, for people that are learning bookkeeping or let's say they try to do it for the first time and obviously they need people like you, what do you feel like Mm -hmm. is the most common mistake that entrepreneurs or online business owners make when it comes to bookkeeping that you can help them uh, avoid? Oh man, we could do a whole podcast episode just on this. <laughs> I, I think the number one thing is um, we we don't recommend entrepreneurs. Like, let's say your business is just getting started and you're not mm. ready to hire a bookkeeper. Don't don't try to use QuickBooks or Zero mm. or some sort of bookkeeping software. Use a spreadsheet because I think sometimes people over or they underestimate. I should say 
the complexity and the skill level that's needed to properly do bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think like companies like QuickBooks sometimes try to make it sound too easy. It's like, oh yeah, just connect your bank accounts and it'll yeah. do its thing. And it's like, this is your taxes. This is the financial health of your business. Like you need to have more than just a basic understanding of how QuickBooks use, you know, works and how it's used. You also have to understand main bookkeeping principles. So what we've found is that when your business is getting started, just track it in a spreadsheet. Um, typically you're not going to have so, you know, enough transactions anyways to where it's going to mm-hmm. be that complicated. So let's reduce the amount of uh, I guess mistakes that can happen when you don't understand how to use bookkeeping software, mm. do it in a spreadsheet. And when you're starting to feel like it's taking too long or there's too many transactions in your spreadsheet every month, that's when it starts to make sense to um, start looking for a bookkeeper and get a professional involved in your business to start managing this um, regularly and properly for you. But then the other piece too is like some basic foundational pieces are uh, keeping your business and your personal finances separated, Mm. having separate checking accounts, having separate credit cards that are just for the business, because whether you're doing the tracking or you're hiring a bookkeeper to do it, you don't want them sifting through all the same, like all your grocery bills and your haircuts (laughs) and your oil changes, right? We want to keep that off the book. So they're only focused on your business transactions. Again, it's just going to reduce the amount of mistakes due to the smaller amount of data they have to go through because they're not, you know, a lot of the times for a new business, you're going to have more personal transactions than you'll probably have business transactions. So I'd say um, try not to learn QuickBooks or Xero on your own and keeping those business and personal finances separated. So you or your bookkeeper are only looking at business transactions. That's usually a pretty darn good start to make things easier for yourself financially. Yeah. I like that you encourage people to use spreadsheets because when I first started out in business, that's what I did. Uh, I think that QuickBooks had too many bells and whistles for me that I was afraid of (laughs) making mistakes. So literally when I would prepare my taxes, I would just download all... I mean, this was very tedious. I shouldn't have done this. But what I liked about doing taxes every year was kind of reflecting on all my expenses of the year prior. So I really enjoyed that. But I would manually download my bank statements and then put it in the spreadsheet. And I had found that to be a lot easier. Um, I don't know, maybe business owners feel like they have to get that program, you know, or have to get a certain bookkeeping program to feel like they're an official business. But I really do like that you encourage, you know, just start off with a spreadsheet. Like don't underestimate the power of a spreadsheet. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, I, I think the thing that we see when we inherit a new set of books, so all of our clients that come to us have crossed the six-figure mark. Like that's really mm-hmm. our specialty is the, is business owners making $100,000 a year or more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have clients going all the way up to around the 10 million mark, mm-hmm. right? So we've seen it all. But a lot of the times, again, it's, it, you don't know what you don't know with this part of your business. So we'll see someone and they'll come to us and be like, yeah, you know, it's been a big year and I tried to keep up. And so I entered all the transactions and I think it's pretty good. And then we mm-hmm. get in there and check it out and we go, it's not pretty good. It's actually pretty <laughs> messy. And you're not, you're not accurately reflecting your income. Your expenses mm-hmm. are all off, right? We're not doing our, we're not putting our best foot forward in terms of accurately representing what's going on in the business. And, um, we really do believe in simplifying finances. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the financial world in general tries to convince entrepreneurs that this stuff has to be way more complicated than it needs to be. Right. But if there is one area that I say is complicated, it is the bookkeeping. It takes skill and knowledge and understanding to do bookkeeping properly. But if you do have a good bookkeeper, then the rest of it's not that hard. It makes it easier for your accountant to file your taxes. It makes it even easier for you to just kind of understand where you're spending your money in your business. I don't believe it's difficult to understand what the numbers are telling you, but the complete 
complexity does come from trying to organize the data in a way in, again, we just happen to use QuickBooks Online, but we organize mm-hmm. that data in QuickBooks Online. That's the complicated part. But if you can outsource that part of your business to an expert, then the rest of it is totally capable, but we don't expect any entrepreneur to learn the skills to do their own bookkeeping because number one, they're not going to probably do it that well. And number two, it's not the best use of your time anyways. You as the business Mm -hmm. owner should be focusing on driving sales, figuring out how to find more customers. So if you're spending all this time trying to learn how to QuickBooks, use QuickBooks online, and you're not even learning how to do it very well, then this is one of those opportunities where it's like, well, how do you make an investment in your business to free up your time to stay focused on the things that are going to move the needle and let experts come in and do the things that, you know, aren't going to put you in jail for tax fraud or something, tax (laughs) evasion or something like that. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's where we found our service provides a ton of value is just reducing that stress of thinking you have to do it yourself and figure out all the bookkeeping stuff on your own. And then also just freeing up the, the business owner to be like, Oh, I now have like 10 hours a month that I can now put into actually finding more customers, getting out to my audience, generating more leads. And, and, and there's, you know, that's usually the most beneficial place a business owner can spend their time in their business. Yeah. I think uh, business owners, uh, as they grow, they start to understand that they can't do it all and they're not supposed to do it all. They're supposed to focus mm-hmm. on their genius, like their specialty and really delegate the rest. And I think bookkeeping is the one thing that we all need to be reminded that we need a little extra help on. <laughs> Yeah, so. it's, it's hard. No one comes into this because they want to work on spreadsheets. No one wants to be <laughs> business owner because they're excited to file taxes, right? But right. we have these extra responsibilities as business owners that we want to make sure that whether we're trying to do it ourselves or we have experts coming in to help us with that, um, we, we do have this extra, like if you just wanted a consistent, easy income, then we go get jobs. But mm-hmm. as business owners, we do have these extra responsibilities. We have to fully be accountable for, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you have to do all themselves. you you know, do all the things yourself, get an accountant, get a mm-hmm. bookkeeper, hire that lawyer to put together that contract for you, right? Like let's get mm-hmm. the people in our businesses to help us understand the aspects of our businesses that maybe we just don't have the skills or the background to fully understand. Awesome. Beautifully said. So Parker, I know that you have been with Excuse me. I know that you have been with Evolve Finance for six years, but your co-owner has started this over a decade ago now. And so I have to ask, what's the key to success? I mean, what is your key to success to maintain a sustainable business uh, that you both have had with Evolve Finance? No, that's uh, that's an interesting question because most of our clients... um, adamantly tell their, like if they're business educators, they usually tell their audience, like, don't get a business partner because it's <laughs> tough. It, it really is because it's like being in another relationship. It's like, mm. I have my wife and then I have my work husband, Corey, <laughs> right. uh, because you're so in it together and there's right. so many difficult, difficult decisions that have to be made and you have to communicate really well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what's made us so successful is that Corey and I have different skill sets and we kind of mm-hmm. have different personalities as well. And we have different strengths. So Corey really acts as our, our COO. He understands the operations of serving our customers at a level that, that surpasses anyone in the business. And then for me as the chief business officer, I'm more thinking about the future of the business. Where, where do we mm-hmm. grow? How do we find our customers? How do we improve our service? How do we um, just take Evolve Finance to the next level? So having a, a true visionary integrator type relationship, if, you, if you've read Rocket Fuel yes, or, yes, or one of yeah. those books, um, that's been really valuable versus I think if Corey was like, I want to do all the webinars and I want to host our <laughs> podcast. And I'm like, well, that's the only thing I'm good at too, right? <laughs> then it would probably be a little more difficult for this business to work. But because mm-hmm. he's really got the operations and I am um, really have the skills 
tools to uh, coach our clients, find new new um, new clients, and just grow the business in new ways. It's just been a perfect fit, and we communicate really well with each other. We 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 value um, our friendship, we value our partnerships. So we've always kind of done the work to make sure we're communicating well with yeah. each other. And I think that combination of things is just. I mean, maybe there's some business partners out there that who would resent us for it, but has made it pretty seamless. Like it just our conversations as, as uh, partners has, uh, although it's not always perfect, we always mm-hmm. find a ways to to find common ground, put the business first, and uh, make things work. So we've been very lucky in that standpoint. Yeah, I think that's the key to any relationship. Really, is uh, have communication and find common ground. <laughs> I mean, communication, communication, communication is really the number one thing. And and just knowing that you all are in it to win it, like together, it's not, it's not one side versus the other. It's, it's our side collectively. And exactly. I think that's very admirable because just like what you said, I have definitely um, had people on the show who say like, you don't need a, you don't need a co-owner. You don't need a partner. Like you can, you can just hire employees, but it's great to hear um, that there are successful partnerships out there uh, such as yours, Parker. No, I, 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 Again, I don't know if I would be one of those people who wants to start a business by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, I work well with others. I like mm-hmm. being part of a team. We have right now a team of 12 people out of all finance. I love it. Um, it causes complications and, and it definitely um, challenges your leadership ability mm-hmm. and your leadership skills, right? Um, but I, I think successful people and whatever aspects of their life, whether it's entrepreneurship, relationships, careers, whatever it is, are people that know how to connect, know how to compromise, uh, know how to put their egos aside. And Mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurship is going to challenge that within yourself, regardless of if you have a business partner or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, maybe we just kind of had the perfect formula of the right people you know, we had a friendship before it. So we really knew what we were getting ourselves into. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people have a tough time managing just their romantic relationships or personal <laughs> relationships. So if you've always had, had that be a challenge in your life, then maybe you know that having a business partner is not going to help your cause. But for Corey and I know we, we just knew that we could make it work. And so far, six years later, um, it still seems to be working pretty well. I love that. That's that, I think that's a funny way to kind of gauge if you're going to be a good uh, partner or not business partner is like, oh, if you can manage your romantic relationships well, you could probably manage having a business partner because it's almost just as intimate. It's just it's different, but it's just as intimate in its own way. Um, well, it's so funny. People, um, I just last thought on that is uh, I, I saw a study that more people are more open to talking about sex than they are about their money. So in some ways it is more intimate because Corey and I are in each other's finances, the business's finances. So if you can, if you find a business partner who you can comfortably talk to about money and the business's finances, then there's hope that you can make it work. (laughs) I love it. Parker, I've enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Jen. I enjoyed it as well. Awesome. Well, uh, any closing thoughts before we go, before we say goodbye? (laughs) Yeah, I'd say my, whenever anyone asks me that, um, you know, for all of you, you know, everyone out there listening, if you're um, in the early stages of your business, or even if you're just thinking about starting a business, um, I work with so many amazing entrepreneurs. Our clients are some of the best in the online space. I mean, Mm. they they really are great, but I've gotten to know so many of these people. And while their accomplishments are amazing, um, they're just people. Mm. I think sometimes we put these people on pedestals and think they have something we don't. Mm -hmm. Um, 
our clients are just people that went and did it. They went mm-hmm. and made the mistakes. They went and learned the hard lessons. Um, they put in the work and the effort and they just believed that they could do it. So uh, I just sometimes think uh, when we look at other entrepreneurs, we think that there's something special, unique, mm-hmm. something they have that we don't. And I just want you to know, I've seen behind the scenes, like nobody is perfect. We all have our insecurities. We all have challenges we have to deal with. But any, you know, the people that we look up to with these businesses we aspire to have, there's nothing unique or special. They just went out and did it. Mm. They learned those lessons. So I just encourage you, just go out, do it, figure it out. Um, the, the successful entrepreneurs that I know just didn't quit and they made it happen. Awesome. And that's a great way to wrap up our conversation today. So again, Parker, thank you so much for your time. I've appreciated our conversation today. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Appreciate it. Yeah. And to our listeners, once again, this is Parker Stevenson. He is the co-owner and chief business officer of Evolve Finance. You can learn more about him and his company at evolvefinance.com. With that said, thanks so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.